on the scene. The yeah. winning Janine, I'm yeah. bringing the facts. They know yeah. what I mean. Music nope. comparisons, yeah, it's embarrassing. Up in the Ford, I feel like I'm Harrison. Stop on the fast track. Mighty and morphing my name. Feel like a gentleman, top of my class. A legend, I'm feeling like three stacks. Okay. Hey, word to Aaliyah, taking it back and forth. I'm feeling so one in a million. I'm Timbo. like Travis McCoy, gym class hero, wanting a billion. Hey, Jay on the holiday. Yo! Ladies and gentlemen, what's good? What's good, man? Welcome to the greatest audio music culture podcast of all. Music discussion audio culture podcast, baby. Y'all already know what time it is, man. It's your boy Dwayne, joined by your favorite crew, my favorite crew, our favorite crew, everybody's favorite crew. Why? Because, well, that's just what we do, man. We crew around, you know what I'm saying? But Starting with the ladies first, you already know, man, we got a full house tonight, all day, every day. So, shout out right now to the ladies first, you already know, Miss Bougie Thuggin, one true favorite cousin, queen of class of the self, Miss Janine, rocking the Kango style <laughs> fishing hat, baby. What's going on, cuzzo? How you feeling? What's happening? It's so great to be here. I missed you guys. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We missed yeah. you too, cuz. I missed you too. Tell me what you what you what you what you vibing on right now. What's that you vibing on right now? Um, this is a, a sparkling red Moscato wine. Totally delicious. And then I have, I'm not gonna maybe I shouldn't bring brands out because y'all not paying me, but I'm gonna that as well. Um, I know, right? It's a blend of like peach, melon, mint. It's beautiful. It's definitely a vibe over here. You already know. You already know. And speaking, I'm glad you said brands. Speaking of brands, I do know one thing. This episode is brought to you by the number one brand. I'm talking about number one champ boxers, baby. You already know, man. Hey, fellas, ladies, hey, get your best branded undergarments man you know what i'm saying you know the, the, you know the, the, you know for your britches make your britches look good you know giving that old southern term shout out to my grandma with this, you know what i'm saying pull your britches up but uh you know hey they they, they they really are a comfortable pair of undergarments man they're for like athletic comfortable fashionable they give you a little bit of everything and they also have dope apparel to go along with it as well so you can check out all types of things man they got different styles different looks you know we personally like the jamaican look you know what i'm saying you know shout out what guaman you know hey you already know shout out to you know we like those you know but they got so many different dope brands for you uh just head on over to their instagram man or matter of fact before you even do that just head over you know there go yeah. ahead and take that john over you know actually somewhere uh in order to uh you know if you want to go go to go pick up this stuff Go to the link in our bio, uh, and then you can go to the website from there. That that link, you click on it, you're gonna buy the stuff anyway, right? So why not buy it and support us in the process? So go to go to the link, get get you some uh get some stuff. Now th these boxes are actually like the most comfortable I've ever worn. Uh, so I would say you know if you you want to go get some stuff, upgrade your life, you know maybe even get get. Get some boxes for the champ in your life. How about that? I think I think if you guys really want to get some stuff, get a good look. Ooh. It's worth it. <laughs> it's worth Ooh. it. That it's man worth good. it. Hey, Amen. Hey, 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 our YouTube watchers, hey. Gary's gonna stand up really quick and um show us the uh, boxers. Nah, 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 nah. I listen, listen. I'm a businessman. I'm not a model. <laughs> Great point. I was like, you know, Derek Leaf out here. I, 
Fair enough. Fair now, enough. you know, I will, but they're great stuff to, to work out in, but to wear also just during the day. I've, I've, uh, I've been wearing them. Uh, I've had them for the last two weeks and I've been, you know, just working them out, working out in them and everything like that. And they're perfect, perfect stuff. So the best, best boxes I've ever worn. Cause I was before this wearing Under Armour. I know it's too, too much information. I hate talking about my private life, but you know, uh, we're, this is, this is, this is what we do. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, go, go ahead and check out champ number one boxers. They are a black owned company too, based here in Atlanta. So, uh, it, it's, it, you, you actually support two black owned businesses, uh, by doing this. So please go mm-hmm. check them out. And, and, uh, you know, we appreciate your, your help. Mm. Guaranteed to make you feel and look truly like a champ ladies and gentlemen that being said y'all already see it the hardest working man in show business you know who just also lovely put that out there for y'all to go support and check out and he is you already know the guy that don't play no games the hardest working man in show business uh the pod father you know what i'm saying the man of many nicknames including my favorite the critique of say it with me people artiste ladies and gentlemen i'm talking about none other than Derek right here. What's up, man? What's going on, bro? Ah, I feel like it's been a long time since I've seen you guys. I know, man. It always feels like this. It's it's always dope when it's like family and reuniting. It's just like, oh, my gosh, first time. You know, never get tired of this crew. Never get tired of it. Speaking of which, we got a guest that y'all are just about familiar with at this point. We had to bring him on for this one simply because we got a really dope discussion episode for y'all. We're going to skip the segments. We're going to do this straight to the point, short form style. But first, not without bringing on our guest that you guys know. Hope you've been following and supporting. You see him already flexing on you. The genius behind the everyday genius because he is the everyday genius. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about none other than you already know him, Michigan repping, my brother from another, Chris C. Rob Robinson. What's happening, sir? Man, um, life is but a dream, and I'm not trying to wake up. I also want to let people know uh, I like big bucks, and I can lie, <laughs> but I'm not right now. But why? <laughs> <laughs> well, <didn't> say that. <laughs> that sounded like a good segue to me, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, y'all, y'all sit back, relax, grab yourself a snack, you know, something, you know, maybe get with some of your friends, because this is about to be a real deal discussion amongst people. So mm. We're not one to really advertise, so but we do reference because we about facts. You know, this is OTS Media and all of this factually based information. So we're here to give you the facts on how factual this is from the article that factually put this together, so they say. Complex. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all know about Complex. You see them on, they got their own network for crying out loud. Y'all, y'all see them, you know Complex. Nice. Not about them, though, because this is OTS Media. What we're here to do is just give them reference in creating this article where they basically took a line made famous by a guy we're going to definitely talk about in this list by the name of Lil Wayne, Lil Wheezy. You know, y'all, y'all know the guy that always put himself the best rapper alive. Well, they took it upon themselves as of January of this year. So this is very recent, people. January of this year 
to create this article where they're breaking down who is the best rapper alive for the year that they come out in their East perspective. So fair disclaimer, ladies and gentlemen, now this list goes all the way back to 1979 when hip hop was birthed and started and all that jazz. We, on the other hand, will not be breaking down any year beyond, okay, before 1995. I'm sorry if you are one of the older heads that listen to our podcast, we are sorry. That is before our time. So we are not eligible to actually break that down. However, we will still salute the OGs because, of course, without the OGs, we wouldn't have the foundation of great music and hip-hop that we have gotten today. So, crew, are y'all ready to really get into this as much as possible? Hey, yeah, I just want to break a rule real quick. Snoop Dogg and Wu Tang had ninety three, and uh, Biggie and Nas share ninety four. <clears throat> All right, good point. <laughs> we'll get into that as we go. But ladies and gentlemen, as we said, so we're starting off. You know, we're gonna go into you know where, like I said, hip hop birthed in nineteen seventy nine. So they got Grandmaster Kaz again. Salute, Grandmaster Kaz. They say that was your year. If it was, it was to our old heads out there. Shout out to you if you know, you can agree, you can disagree. We'll go there. Honorable mentions for that year, Melly Mel, King Tim III, Shaw Rock. Again, before our time, guys, we don't know, but shout out to the old heads and the OGs that know. 1980, speaking of no, one and only Curtis Blow. You already know, got to give it to you one time. You know, 1980, that's Curtis Blow. We know who Curtis Blow is, but we don't know who Curtis Blow is because, again, that's before our time, ladies and gentlemen. Still... Shout out to the OGs. Honorable mentions from that year in 1980. Spoonie G, Kumo D, Jimmy Spicer. Okay, moving on. 1981, Kumo D. Quite a, quite a normal name. I've heard it a few times. I, I don't know about y'all. I've heard it. I just don't know it. That's before our time. Moving on, though. Hey, shout out to Kumo D, XYZ. Uh, honorable mentions from that year, Kumo D. They had Lovebug, Starsky, T Ski Valley, and Shaw Rock. Uh, 1982, Melly Mel, you know, the guy that was kind of like a rapping Michael Jackson from the looks of the look, but still, I, I, I don't know that that's before our time, but still, honorable mentions of the year 1982, you got Kumo D, Grandmaster Cass, and T Ski Valley. Now, Here's a familiar name for the year of 1983, still before our time, but we at least know him for a lot of his longevity in the future. Ladies and gentlemen, none other than Rev, 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 Rev Run, 1983, the year run DMC, as they say. You know, uh, credentials from that, it's like that, sucker MCs. Again, stuff a little bit before our time, but we know about that still. Um, <clears throat> honorable mentions from that year, Melly Mel, Jimmy Spicer, and Ramalizi, I hope I said that name right. Anyways, moving on up. 1984. Looks like the 80s was definitely dominated because we got never other Rev Run running it again, running it back for the 2P. 1984. So Run DMC was running the 80s, literally. I mean, that sounds about right based off the 80s parties we didn't kind of homage. Nine times out of 10, you see Rev Run and Run DMC looks, Adidas, you know what I'm saying? All that good stuff. So, yeah, that, that, that all sounds about right. It's people. not an 80s party if you don't. Exactly. You know, that, 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 that sounds about right, you know. 
uh, credible, let's see, honorable mentions, uh, Curtis Blow, Roxanne Chate, if you want to know about her, there's a Netflix special on that one. Uh, LL Cool J, shout out to the ladies, though, because that is the birth of the ladies. We don't talk about that just yet, but you see that Roxanne Chate started breaking it in for the ladies. So that was an honorable mention for that year. Speaking of which, 1985 dominated, apparently, all according to Complex, by Mr. LL Cool J. We know him pretty well because, well, he's still around. He's just acting these days. But hey, that sounds about right for a 17-year-old LL Cool J, if I do say. Uh, let's see here. Honorable mentions from that year with him was Rev Run and, you know, Run DMC. Beastie Boys, Slick Rick, names that we've all heard before. Um, let's go into 1986, ladies and gentlemen. This is a lyrical uh, OG that definitely is still around in a lyrical basis. Uh, KRS-One, they say, took the year of 1986. Uh, they say the honorable mentions for that year would be Too Short, Run DMC, and Schooly D. Ladies and gentlemen, some of y'all are saying Too Short, really? Yeah, man, Too Short been in the game that long, y'all. You'd be surprised. Uh, <clears throat> 1987. Goes to Rakim. Rakim. Shout out mm. to Wu-Tang. Y'all already know, man. Uh, honorable mentions from that year is KRS-One, LL Cool J, and Cool Mo D. Uh, 1988. We getting close to the odd time range, y'all, but we ain't there yet because we still ain't thought of. But 1988, Slick Rick, the one-eyed mm. bandit. You already know, man, the storytelling phenomenon. He's the reason why we definitely love storytelling in our music, for sure. Uh, honorable mention from that year, Chuck D, Ice Cube, Big Daddy Kane. 1988, ladies and gentlemen, was a year. 1989, Big Daddy Kane, they say, took that year by a long shot. Honorable mention would be Chuck D, the DOC and Cool G Rap. All real, right. Real quick, real quick. I just want to say that's lightweight, disrespectful, only because one of my favorite albums that I actually jam to this day, Walking with a Panther by LL Cool J, dropped in 89. And uh, that's when he had that big beef. I want to say that's when he started his, uh, oh, I forgot who it was against. Uh, Jack the Ripper, that diss. So, like, that uh, jingling baby, like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, the mm -hmm. fact that LL wasn't even mentioned for 89 is like mind blowing to me right now. Yeah. Like jingling still goes up. It is a bona fide classic mm -hmm. and they are not playing any of those cats you mentioned in clubs in 2022. But <laughs> <laughs> just be honest about that one. But yeah. Moving um, on. You know, 1990, you know, we're getting in, we're getting there, you know, now we're coming into our territory a little bit, but we still some little young, 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 if, if, if anything. Oh, I was uh, born. 1990, I was born too, but still, <laughs> you know, again, we still don't know no better yet. 1990, they say, goes to none other than one of our favorite people who's definitely longevity related because you see him everywhere for everything and he's a mongol when it comes to business ice cube ladies and gentlemen they say took 1990 with america's most wanted uh let's see honorable mentions from that year ll cool j who you might have mentioned maybe that's why he didn't get mentioned in 89 maybe they transitioned out to 1990 chuck d and grand pooba so 
1990 was a trip. So uh, 1991, Q-Tip, they say, took that year, ladies and gentlemen. Q-Tip. Oh, boy. All right. Hey, lyrical phenomenon. Honorable mentions from that year, Scarface, Tretch. <laughs> Tretch, you say. Isn't that funny? Uh, and Dreads. So, uh, yeah, 1991. Moving on to 1992. One of my favorites, definitely, for sure. Redman, they say, took over the year of 1992. Credentials from that was What the Album and Headbanger. Um, so, honorable mentions of that year for 92 was Tretch, Snoop Doggy Dogs, there is a difference, Snoop Doggy Dogs, ladies and gentlemen, and Q-Tip. So, <clears throat> speaking of which, let's go on to 93. 1993, they say, dominated by none other than Snoop Doggy Dog, ladies and gentlemen, young Snoop Doggy Dog, credentials being the chronic and doggy style. Uh, let's see here. According to that year, the honorable mentions also can be named as Method Man, Tretch, and Q-Tip. Whoa. No Wu-Tang? That is weird. Hey, man. 1994. We're getting closer to our mark. <laughs> getting closer to our mark now. 1994, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. They say that year belongs to none other than Nas. Credentials being the Illmatic. Now, that being said, the honorable mentions of that year was the Notorious B.I.G., Scarface, and Redman. Honorable mentions. Speaking of which, that brings us to the year that we now can actually can finally start discussing some things, however deeply we would like to discuss them. 1995, they say, Belong to none other, dominated by the OG, rest in peace, the one they call the Notorious B.I.G., ladies and gentlemen, was dominated for the year 1995. He was the best rapper alive for that year. And uh, the honorable mentions would be Raekwon, Prodigy, and of course, in case you were wondering, yes, Tupac, ladies and gentlemen. So the credential also for why they say he dominated that year was because of 1994's Ready to Die album. DJ Clue presents Bad Boy Volume 1, Junior Mafia's Conspiracy, One More Chance Remix, Who Shot Ya, and Totals Can't You See. So that's why they say B.I.G. dominated the year of 1995. I realize all that came out in the same year. Right. I can't argue that after you put oh, it. Oh, but they didn't. Uh, Can you say the honorable mentions again? Because I, I swear they left off a name. Honorable mentions, Raekwon, Prodigy, and Tupac. So briefly, if I can mention, let's see. Tupac yeah. released what many consider his best album. While he's in this honorable mention, Me Against the World came out that year. Um but Pac also spent most of that year in prison, so that's kind of why he was honorable mention more so than dominated the year. Uh, as far as, let's see, Prodigy is concerned, um, he embodies hip-hop's future. The supremacy of Raekwon and Prodigy's rapping during that year cannot be overlooked. 
East Coast thuggery had been refined, polished, and perfected, and only built for Cuban links. And the Mob Deep's infamous represented the genre's creative climax. No reaches for radio play. The two albums were unflinching, dark, and cinematic. Uh, let's see. And then who was the other rapper? Raekwon and Prodigy. Yeah. So this is basically mostly about, uh, yeah, that's, that's about summing up 1995. Any objections, thoughts, concerns in that year? It's tough because it is hot, but like, yo, like literally you had classics from all the coasts come out, like bona fide classics. If you're talking about the infamous, if you talk about only built for Cuban links and that's, you know, East Coast, you got me against the world and of course 40 drops, but uh, shout out to my native region, right? The Midwest. Because the E-1999 Eternal dropped that year from Bone Thugs and Harmony. Oh, that's right. So, like, you know, you you, you putting that in perspective, it's, that's... Whew. Are these lists based off of sales, too? You know, what it does not mention, let me see if I can go back here. Um, let me see if yeah. it actually talks about what Let's see. Let's see. The best rapper alive debate is different from the GOAT conversation. Being that the best rapper, sorry, stupid ads, y'all. Get out, get out the way, move. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> anyways, <clears throat> let me go back to that statement. Uh, Let's see, where was that before those ads popped up on? Yeah, the best rapper alive debate is different from the GOAT conversation. Being that the best rapper alive doesn't mean you're the biggest or the most successful. It just means you're the best at one particular moment. Of course, in hip hop, being the best is about being big. And being at your best doesn't make you the best. So if your prime concedes with someone else's, well, hey, there's always next year. You can look back at the hip hop terrain with 2020 hindsight, tally up the votes and declare the goats. But the best rapper alive from year to year is a feeling in the moment. There have been debates among rap fans living in that moment since the early days of hip hop, but those discussions have never been properly cataloged until now. Yeah, we're excited, sue us. Complex is proud to present the best rapper alive every year since 1979, a comprehensive look back at every rap year and which MC moved the crowd the most. So that's basically what this is about. Who moved the crowd the most? Which might explain 2018, as we mentioned. I don't, I don't know, because sales have to be included in that, then. Like, record sales have to be included in that. Yes right? or no. Because what's, what's another measurement of moving the crowd, of being the biggest or the best of that year? What, what is the other measurement? I don't, I don't think, think they really got one. Necessarily 
equate impact though. Yeah, I think I think it's like criteria. Like when they get to 2003 on who that is, it makes sense. Record sales were kind of a part of that, but I think it's more so just the buzz in general of what led to that rapper dominating that year. Okay. I mean, this is going to be interesting. If man, I'm just saying, like we know who Uncle Charles is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm gonna miss everybody. Like we still doing that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I just gotta say, man. Could have been an honorable crossroads in, in in first of the month like yeah you talking about was, move the crowd that was, that was very big that's still big that's, that's nuts. yeah yeah like yeah. they they probably were one of the i ain't gonna say one of the first but for the modern era especially you talking about a generation that don't even try to listen to this music right they were so lexicon everybody efficacious that their songs the titles i, I like that face you made right but like oh, the, nice. the songs the titles and the, and the words <laughs> like they legit permeate everyday culture so right, at this right. point folks are just going to be like it's the first of the month like it's a thing like yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we know about like amps we know about the assistance we know about the checks mm-hmm. but like there's something outside of universal culture tied to that and, and that's the the rap culture mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying shout out to them sirens i don't know if y'all can hear that oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah this is like perfect timing Man, i appreciate it that. yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> but you know and then like between that and crossroads though like i mean come on bro so who would you take out the honorable mention though uh let me pull up the the what does it say bro raekwon prodigy and tupac mm-hmm. Uh, I would pull a Prodigy out in fairness only because my beat dropped the infamous and I think it's somewhat I ain't gonna say like it's disrespectful to Havoc but I think when as a group you drop something that that deep like you don't want to overshadow Havoc mm-hmm. you know and, and all the production work he put into mm-hmm. you know by just saying Prodigy right? because right. you know I kind of feel the same way when people do that we you know what 96 uh, we're about to hit 96. Like I, I feel that way when people tend to do a outcast a lot like that when they, they do constantly talk about you know Andre 3000 and I'm like, do not let the fact that y'all loved Hey Ya overshadow how crazy Big Boy has been flowing for decades. Yeah, yeah. y'all got to stop that. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I agree with that. I agree. So any other thoughts before we move on to the next year and continues? Everybody good? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, let's transition on over into 1996, which Complex says that year belonged to none other than Tupac. So the credentials of that year is All Eyes on Me, the Don Columinati, the Seven Day Theory, drops epic diss track, which was hit him up. And uh, oh yeah, his tireless work ethic and prolific output made him a legend. 1996, we saw both of those habits at their highest efficiency. 
for most previous year. He was incarcerated after being found guilty on three accounts of molestation to release the Clinton Correctional Facility in October of 1995. Uh, you know, everybody that remembers a lot of that, I won't go through in the whole article, but basically, uh, you know, as far as All Eyes on Me in that year, it debuted uh, an icon larger than rap. It was evident the album's reception. It debuted at number one on the pop charts, moved 566,000 units in its opening week, achieving five times platinum certification by April. Tupac's appeal that year gets much deeper than sales statistic. Let's see, his top 40 presence reached its pinnacle. So did his rapping, consider the urgent tenacity, which embellishes all eyes on me's opening lines. You know. So so they are including album sales. To a degree, it seems like they are including that. Um, as you read certain descriptions. Like I said, it's a long breakdown. I don't want to, you know, because we're yeah. going year by year. But yeah. as I read some of why, uh, it does seem that yes album sales do kind of play a part in this but it's not the full thing and they're making this different from a goat discussion so it's more like who was the best rapper of that year oh and as far as the honorable mentions for that year silly me notorious big nas and jay-z interesting jay-z in the same conversation with Nas and Notorious B.I.G. for that year. This is so disrespectful. <laughs> because I know, uh, you know, the, the two and a half of y'all will, will feel this. First and foremost, AT Aliens dropped. Mm -hmm. uh, like, I guess I'm the half, huh? No, Dwayne. Oh. Because he's not a native. Yeah, this is true. Okay. But I didn't know about Outcast, much okay. like everybody else. So I get it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that, that that's the only thing I meant with that. But like 96 no, I'm, I'm was too, so that's, that's what I was saying. Oh, okay. So I guess the uh one and a half points. Yeah. The one and two halves. Yeah. You know. I can't say two because people get confused. Yeah. <laughs> so no, but, but like, all right, but we we you know we honest about uh yeah. Jay definitely deserves to be on there for sure because Reasonable Doubt is probably one of the dopest rap albums ever, mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I think he he definitely came out hard with joints like Brooklyn Spinus, you know, 22 Twos, uh, Ain't No Nigga, especially when like Foxy was like peeking to, but. I had to write down a list of things that dropped in 96. Hmm. UGK came out with Ride Dirty. Oh, my God. Right. Nas dropped It Was Written. Outcast dropped AT Aliens. Master P dropped Ice Cream Man. Like, Ghostface yeah. dropped Iron Man. Lil' Kim dropped Hardcore. And let us never forget, ah. the Fugees dropped The Score. The Fugees, yes. Now, now, okay. now, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing, and they're gonna make this very known as the years progress. A lot of those southern albums you mentioned, the reason why they are not mentioned in this is because this is the era of which New York still dominated hip hop. 
in the mainstream the radio with, yeah in, in mainstream and, and that so to that world this was still the 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 era of the new york only rappers even though you knew about okay. the outcasts that the masterpiece you knew about Pac basically was repping West Coast, so obviously you knew who Pac was. But it was like, as far as anybody from Midwest to down South, only the territories kind of knew about them. But on a mainstream aspect, did you know about them the same way you knew about these rappers that you're hearing from NYC? Okay, so we're factoring all of that into this. All of that. Because as we get into the 2000s... So record sales mean something then. They're not consistent. They're not. That's not fair. Yeah. Because I can talk, like, I, I, for me, I've pictured, like, a lot of these folks is, if you mainstream, you mainstream. Now, some yeah. people might be more known than others, right? Like, take yeah. an NBA roster, right? Mm-hmm. Some simple. 15 people. Mm-hmm. You may not really know the, the 15 man on the roster sitting at the bottom of the bench. Yeah. But all things considered, he's in the NBA. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you're a you fan know, of that team, you know you, you, you're gonna know that person. person. You're gonna know. So, yeah. So I can't sit here and say like, oh well, the Warriors and the Mavs are the most popular teams. So even if you're a better player for such and such a squad, like we're gonna say they're better because their team's more popular. Like nobody's gonna say that in basketball. They're gonna be mm-hmm, like, right. either you can hoop or you can. Because mm-hmm. another uh rapper who I find honestly, in my opinion, might be like the dopest fem C to ever like pop out, uh Bahamadia. And she doesn't get talked mm-hmm. about enough. Bahamadia is nuts with the lyrics. I mean, the flow is crazy. She got bars, and you know, she probably is the only person that I might like a little more than Gene Gray. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I- go ahead, Derek. No, nah, I mean, Chris was right. This is very, this is highly inconsistent. Yeah, I was going to say, because uh, one thing about it, even if you take territories out, uh, and I'm sure Janine would agree with me here on this, outside of when they mentioned Roxanne Chate here, I'm not hearing females getting mentioned in this. Now, Chris, you brought up Foxy yeah. Brown. Foxy Brown, who, to my knowledge of what I remember growing up, dominated the 90s, it seemed, as, as a female rapper. Uh and I Lil don't Kim recall seeing, yeah, Lil' Kim, I didn't see her. And I don't recall seeing Eve anywhere on this list from any of these decades either. Uh, but when we get to like, yeah, but when we get to like the, 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 the 2010s era, I do hear about a certain other female rapper, for example. Oh, so here we go. See, that's why yeah, I'm like, see. you know, where's the, that, where's the, we'll get to that. Sense. We'll get to that as we go. Not, to, you know, so. Real quick, 96, uh, anything, well, hold on, let me just mention why these three, as far as honorable mentions, why they mentioned B.I.G., Nas, and Jay-Z. So real quick, um, Biggie, they said, uh, while after what was at that point the best year of his career, a.k.a. 95, um, Biggie remained a formidable competitor in 96. He didn't have much to offer in the way of new solo material, though. His flawless streak of guest appearances was awe-inspiring. So they mentioned him that year because he was doing crazy features on crazy songs that year. Um, so he was on Jay- he was on Shaq's uh, project too. Yeah, you know he was doing a lot yeah. of features. So as far as Jay Z, 
new to this conversation, he was a rookie in this year. Biggie had also given a feature to his fellow Brooklyn MC's classic debut, mm-hmm. Reason of the Doubt, as Chris mentioned. It took some time for appreciation of the album to set in, but looking back, it's clearly a remarkable project, as Chris mentioned. Uh, Nas, who released his sophomore album, It Was Written, the same year, can also, it can be said about that. While the album was more commercially successful than Illmatic, it was met with a tepid response from hip-hop fans looking for a rehash of Nas, Nas, Nas's debut. They, they used the government name when they said Nasir. So, you know, uh, but yeah. <laughs> it was only a total disappointment to the hypocritical Jay-Z rap, who's the best MC, Biggie, Jay-Z, or Nas. <clears throat> On to 1997, ladies and gentlemen. Guess who took it? Guess who took it? I think y'all know. Notorious B.I.G. took the year of 1997, they say. Credentials for this is Life After Death, back-to-back number one hits with Hypnotize, More Money, More Problems, Guest Spots on Been Around the World, It's All About the Benjamins, and Victory. Christopher Wallace was only alive for 67 days in 1997, but with a talent so immense, that's all it took for him to be the most dominant rapper of the year, they said. In the months after Biggie's March 9th death, it's almost as if his stock rose. So they're going off the fact that basically, even though he ended up dying within that year, because he dominated, apparently, from the memory of what he did before dying, why they don't mention Pac somewhere in this, then that's interesting because so Pac died before sales. Yeah, but it's record sales too. This is such an ugly this is, Well, this well is Life After Death released just two weeks after Biggie passed, and it peaked at number one on the Billboard 200. Album was an ambitious two-disc set with a track list comprised of every type of song imaginable. While the diverse styles and subject matter, his, do- his daughter's college plan, Kinky Sex Hostel. Okay, well, yeah, that was interesting. But Kinky yeah. What? Yeah, I don't know. It said his daughter's college plan, Kinky Sex Hotel Heist, and a fully sung ballad were an organic product of Biggie's incomparable range. The strategy of life after death sequencing has become the de facto approach for rap albums in the years since. It's incredibly an influential project, they say, even when you press play. Uh oh, speaking of which, <laughs> there's his song with no to- you know, speaking of your guys, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Yeah, he also had his infamous verse on that, and that's also a part of within the same year. So looks like Bone Thugs gets mentioned because of the fact they had Biggie on the track that See, year. That's so disrespectful, man. Man, so honorable so mentions. Can we talk about the honorable mentions of that year of 1997? I'm scared. <sighs> Jay-Z. Twister, Buster Rhymes. I gotta fight somebody. I gotta fight somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so let's explain why. Let's go into the first one, which was Biggie, right? Or no, hold on, I'm sorry. While there's no question that even in death, Biggie owned 97, his passing did open the door for other hip hop acts to emerge. Buster 
had been patiently waiting to make it since his scenario verse five years prior on the success of Woo-Ah, Got You All in Check in 96, set him up nicely for the career explosion that occurred in 97. His style remained advent, guard, and he increased sense of speed and control. Peep how he holds the same rhyme through every verse on Put Your Hands Where My Eyes Can See. Earned him points on the technical end. Twista was another MC with a knack for lightning fast flows and the fact that the Adrenaline Rush rapper held from a city other than NYC made his leap to national consciousness even more notable. I can see the look on Derek and Chris's face. Oh, Janine, this is beautiful. Hold on. Jay-Z, his dad's EFX like double time days were behind him by 1997. But with his friend and collaborator Biggie gone, Holmes' talents became more noticeable. Not many people would take 97 in my lifetime volume one over the previous year's reasonable doubt, but most will acknowledge that tracks like Where I'm From, A Million and One Questions are home. So, uh, yeah. That's 97 in a nutshell. Was, was DMX not out in 97? He actually was. We're getting to that one. Don't worry. We're getting like, to that one. Oh, they, they missed so many legends. Yeah, well, <laughs> we getting we getting there, y'all. We getting I mean, there. What but what where's Lil' Kim? I still I'm not still I'm still not I'm trying bro, to figure that bro. out too. Where's Lil' Look, Kim? Where's Foxy? I'm just saying Missy dropped super duper fly. Missy. Oh my god, bro. That's what I'm saying. Super Duper Fly is out. Capone and Noriega dropped the war report. So yeah, so our, so we're only talking about they're 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 changing their criteria year by year, bro. Cause 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 in my lifetime, like imaginary players. Yeah, bro, yeah, I, yeah. I, I was up in a in a in a joint like what about a month ago, bro. The DJ cut imaginary players on. You talking about this a Sunday? At like midnight, one in the morning, the whole spot is going up. You doom, 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 Like we all rock into imaginary players. Yeah. Like, oh, I just want to put somebody in there. Hey, let's <laughs> hey, let's continue. Let's not go there, oh. y'all. If y'all thought '97 was something, this is where things get a little debatable here. But you know. Can I just do one more thing real quick? I just want to pay respects to because I'm looking up 97 albums and I'm only looking this up after Dwayne Reeves and stuff, so I can try to be unbiased. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Wu Tang for dropping Wu Tang Forever. Yo, Capone and Noriega for the war report. Shout out to uh Super Duper Fly and Missy. Shout out to Uptown Saturday Night by Camp Low, because you know, we got Lucini. Yeah. Um. Also, want to give a big old shout out to uh, Master P for dropping Ghetto D because that gave us make them say uh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, and, and and to the to the OG legend Sugar Free for dropping Street Gospel. Definitely, definitely yeah. put the Bay big time up with that one. Just like you, you talking about like pimp style rap, like I. Right. Oh, and then uh, one of my favorites actually still bumped this one in the gym. Unpredictable, my mystical, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the one guy who definitely should have been mentioned and wasn't Harlem World by Mace Drop. 
Yeah. So Mace. Yet another one. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay. Okay. So are they they're basing this on regions then? Right? That's the only thing that it, it 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 it's more so you can tell that this is because the again at that time, even though there were so many rappers. New York rappers were dominating not just mainstream, but mostly even the underground scene because of New York being, as they say, the mecca of hip hop. So as you can see, it's going to change I don't know as we progress each year. I, I, yeah, I, I'm trying to understand that as well because if you're going off region, I don't know. Hey, you know? Complex, like, what the hell, man? Because Biggie has the name and I mean, with all due disrespect, um, disrespect, excuse me, I don't really mean that though. <laughs> I think a lot of these folks are folks who like feel like they know what they're talking about, but yeah. they don't really know, but they got a voice kind of like niggas who be like, oh, I'm a chef and I decided to put my, we ain't asking for your twist on the food player. Either yeah. it is or it ain't. And yeah. I think that's what this is because when you talk about literally the block that, that all of bad boy had on the game, yeah. And yeah. and we talking about like Biggie's gone. Like, and there's no disrespect, but you can't say a dude was the best rapper for a whole year and 300 days of it, he was not available. Like, that's, <laughs> I mean it like that, bro. What I'm no, saying, no, no, like, no, we'll like, talk. Like, but, but, that's, but that's real. But that's real. No, that's real. And, and the thing that, that gets it. Out? Yeah. But I can also, but, but again, impactually, because of his death, I can understand the. It goes well, back to well, when we get to 2003. The Rough Fighters aren't even being mentioned. Well, no, this is true. Well, we're going to get to that one in a sec. But the thing is, I, there's some things that can be taken into account here. That I'm, My gripe with this so far is when they <clears throat> give this to rappers multiple times each year. Like, yeah. one year it's Pop, one year it's Biggie, another year, well... Pac only actually, according to them, got it for one, one year. year. When but when he was Biggie also, gets... outside of just music, he was also an actor. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, enough said. Enough hey. said. Because, man, do Mace got the ladies? Wait. Do Puff drive Mercedes? They hits from the 80s. Did I sound hey. so crazy? Hold on, hold on, hey. hold on. I need to see something. Hey. While Derek is seeing that, we're hey. gonna go ahead and transition over to the next year while he's getting that thought put over. Uh, Let's go the into hell? the year. Hold on. Where the hell uh -oh. is Heavy D? Ooh. Forgot oh. about that one. As Neem pulls out the champagne on that one. You know, I, mm. you know, I, I'm, I'm, hey. We're, we're questions we all don't have enough answers to. Yo, these people tripping, man. Yeah, tell me about it. These are the folks that like put raisins in the macaroni. Who put sugar on 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 grits? <laughs> oh, oh, slow your roll, oh. slow your roll. <laughs> I, I do I do that. Right. I'm disqualified. Yeah, it, I don't even like grits. So I know what I'm talking about. I'm disqualified. I don't like grits either, but if I'm going to eat them, they got to have sugar on them. And no. butter and cheese, but we don't have to talk about it. Salt, butter, and cheese is fine. Took yeah, me too fast sure. with the cheese. Um, But I understand it probably tastes like a Danish without the bread. You know what it, I mean? It's but savory. How are you going to mix sweet and savory like that? 
Because it goes together. I ain't gonna hold you. All right. I normally don't like sweet and savory, but uh, when the gravy from the dressing touched the yams today, my nigga. Okay, that's different. That's different. That's different. Hey, hey, that's different. Like deep down inside was like a. Like you know, the first time like to travel went to an ancestral plane, and he was looking like yo, like that's how I felt deep down inside, like. This where all the other Panthers have been? Like, y'all been hiding this from me? <laughs> all right, keep going. Because Dwayne looking <sighs> like, all right, bro. Oh, no, you're good. I'm just trying, you know, we got a long list of here. You know, I'm yeah, just make sure yeah. we stay on track. But you good, yeah. good. I get the side. Uh, Derek, go ahead, because you, you had a, a side thing you were going to bring up here. Oh, no, no, I'm just, I'm still trying to figure out why Heavy D has not been mentioned at all. What are they talking about? Hey, I'm well, gonna hit the gym after this. I'm, I'm, gonna, have to, I'm gonna be pissed off. <laughs> well, oh my god, so pissed off. Let's go ahead and transition into the year of 1998. Oh, they gonna do something stupid. 1998, y'all. Now at this point, we all safely can say we understand. We remember 1998 pretty clearly enough to remember who was on top, who was killing it, who was all these things. So let's get into it. 1998. Who do y'all think the year went to? I'm just going to let you It better be DMX. It better be DMX because he dropped two albums. Ladies and gentlemen, the year goes to none other than Jay-Z. I'm playing, y'all. It's DMX. It's DMX. DMX. They said hey, Chris is about to log out. <laughs> no, yes. They said no. DMX. They said. <laughs> they said <No>. DMX. <laughs> it was so much going on. Like, I forgot to breathe. It was like, yo. The year went to DMX. Uh, credentials. DMX bark in the back of his head. <laughs> the what? Yeah, the what? <laughs> what? <laughs> but uh, no, credentials for DMX in that year, as Chris mentioned, it's dark and hell is hot, flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood, guest spots on money, cash, hoes, and of course, money, power, respect. As history tells it, Kurt Cobain and Nirvana saved rock from the death grips of heavy metal in the early 90s. After the glitz and glamour of hip hop, shiny suit era, which this is the only way they mentioned Diddy and the crew apparently, uh, <clears throat> the emergence of Yonkers badass, DMX, was celebrated in the same way. So basically, they're comparing DMX and his style, grungy, not doing what P. Diddy was doing to you know lighten hip hop, okay. DMX saying, I'm going the dark and gritty way. Well, he's comparing that to how Kurt Cobain and Nirvana did rock that way from the death heavy metal days. Uh, so, yeah, that makes about some sense there. Um, debut single, Get At Me Dog, had no overwrought 80s pop sample. Its accompanying visual was a gritty black and white account of a night at legendary hip hop nightclub, the tunnel, rather than, you know, the ostentatious display of wealth. You know, he, he didn't go the, the wealthy route that most rappers were doing. <coughs> Diddy era, shiny suit and all that jazz, you know. So, you know, it sounds about right. So let's go into the honorable mentions of 1998 here. I'm, I'm here for this. I, I better hear three particular names. 
there was a name I was hoping to hear, and I sure as heck didn't hear it, but you know, yeah. 1998's honorable mentions. Now, Chris might get excited by this a little bit. Maybe not. We're just gonna name this name, and we're gonna say Jay-Z. <laughs> uh big pun. Okay. Oh, wait, no capital punishment. Okay. And Janine will love this. Lauren Hill. Yo! Equimini. <laughs> well, in fairness, I can understand Lauren Hill's. I mean, uh, I mean, that is the one album that she came out with is still to this day holding its weight. And the ladies haven't been mentioned. Mm. Up to this point, you haven't heard a lady's name in honorable mention or year since Roxanne Shante of the 80s. Which makes so, sense. So Lauren Hill, I'm not too mad at that. No, it's, there's no disrespect. Actually, no. I'm, I'm not mad at that at all. She, the only reason I would give it to DMX is because he has such an aggressive, gritty, raw style like we knew a lot of people like was legit like the stories i've checked out that nas was actually a shooter you know what i'm saying like nas legit was the on-call shooter for folks if he grabbed the bottle we, we knew it you know like cnn they was like legit in the streets but like you talking about a dude who legit will rob people with dogs hops right, up in the studio right, and makes right, an right. album yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like how raw we getting now? It's, it's not the same glamorous, like, I'll ride it with my people. I can make this up. It's like, bro, I will rob you in the studio with a, you know, a, a pack of Rottweilers. What you gonna do about it? And he's literally battling duality between, like, I hate God. I need God. Mm-hmm. I'm in the streets. I want a regular life. I'm a thug. I love my family. Like, he laid it all out. And the miseducation of Lauren Hill, I think, is such a significantly, like, sonically, lyrically, all the adverbs. It's, it's that in an album. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's, quite frankly, of any genre, one of the greatest albums ever made. Mm-hmm. It's just hard when we're talking about rap to not give DMX's just dues because I think 98 is what cemented DMX like none other in the game. Like, if he left off of those two albums alone, yeah, like he could have did a career just features out for that after that. I mean, mm-hmm. I ain't like Nicki Minaj ain't doing that now. Well, that being said, that, no, 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 you're good, you're good. I was just gonna make these explanations that they give behind why these three names are chosen for that particular year. Uh, hey, as honorable get, mentions. Uh, I got a light headache. They try to give me a conniption, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so in Jay-Z's case, DMX record-setting run places him at the front of the pack, but 1998 saw several other hip-hop artists soar to equally dizzying heights as well. It was the year that Jay-Z became a pop star, they say. So mainstream at this point was mainstream Jay-Z, selling 5 million copies. There's that, uh, there's that album sale thing again there, Derek. Uh, selling 5 million copies of volume two, Hard Not Life. 
on the back of his massive Annie sampling title track single. It was the year that Lauren Hill stepped out as a solo force, selling 8 million copies of The Miseducation of Lauren Hill, the album that earned her a historical five Grammys in early 99. It was the year that Big Pun finally saw potential of his buzz fulfilled and dropped his critically acclaimed platinum debut, Capital Punishment. The accolades and mind-numbing sales figures of each artist were well-deserved with Jay, Lauren, and Pun, all serving as model examples of the benefits as an artist can reap as a result of settling in an un compromising creative zone uh they are so biased they are no no goody mob no outcast that's what i was about to say and and then shout out to one of the i don't care you can argue me i will give you my address and run up on me hands only i'll do the guns um one of the five greatest hip-hop songs ever made in life this is the only thing that is allowed, like, for age ranges like 16 to 85. Juvenile dropped 400 degrees. <laughs> Do y'all know what was on that album? Because Cash Money was taking over for the 99 and the 2000 in 98. Yeah. This song has made Cheeks shake so much that we caused an earthquake in California last month. <laughs> I don't running. know if that's actually why it happened, but still. This is true. Oh. Speaking of Juvenile, I'm surprised he hasn't had a versus yet. Maybe that's a thought. Uh, hey, hey, hey. Just you know, I'm here that's for a thought. Oh. Quick plug. Uh, that being said, <laughs> it looks good once you back there. Oh, I'm sorry. That being said, I know, I know. Um, that being said, so Derek, Janine, 1998. Is there anybody y'all can think of that y'all remember in that time that didn't get mentioned here? Well, Goody Mob, like like Chris said, I think Chris sure. covered it. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, legit, legit. Well, I guess it's on to the 9-9 in the 2000s, as we say. Oh, shoot. I'm sorry, real quick. I just looked this up. I didn't realize uh, Red Man dropped Doc's The Name. Doc's The Name 2000. <laughs> that was 98? Yeah. I didn't realize that. And that's a... For, for people who don't really know <laughs> about Red Man, if you've ever seen, like, the most noticeable, like image of red man like that logo of like the beanie wearing like that that's that's that that's the one that had uh i'll be that and that was my jam on that mm-hmm. oh girl say he ain't sh- probably why because i ain't sh- i'll be that i'll be that man I, man okay whatever notice the south is not getting many many if any yeah. by this oh, point so this is weird yeah they don't know well, what they talking about this is weird they, they about to say Vanessa Carlson for 99 or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, I give up. Y'all got a headache. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if we heard about NSYNC, man. No, this is strictly hip-hop, unfortunately. Hey, let's get into... 
Let's get okay. into 1999 then, shall we? Yeah. I want y'all to just take a wild guess at who you think dominated 1999, according to these guys. 99, 99, 99. Uh, actually, Eminem should be 99. Because I want to say that's when uh, the, the, the EP dropped. Wait, why are we not hearing about Dr. Dre? Interesting thought, huh? I'm Chronic. I mean, Snoop Dogg, you know, that wasn't even his album. Chronic was Dre's album, but nobody talks about that. Probably because in hip-hop's world, at least to these guys, Dre's more known as a producer than a rapper. <sighs> That's the only I, I, explanation I would have, I guess. I can tell by the looks on these faces. This is just amazing at how this just. Well, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, you know. I don't want to take any shots at Complex, but. They don't know what they're talking about. Are, are y'all are y'all ready for the actual reveal of who dominated nineteen? Well, I guess Chris is kind of pitching the fit. I don't know if we can. He can still hear you. He still hear. You? <laughs> well, Chris, the the artist that Complex had ruled and dubbed as your dominator of the year of nineteen ninety nine goes Ooh. to none other than a man who's been honorably mentioned. I don't know how many times, and also has dominated a couple other years. It goes to none other than. <laughs> Shout out in the building, Jay Z. They say dominated the year of 1999. Here's the credentials of that one Volume two is Hard Knock Life, Volume three is The Life and Times of Sean Carter, Guest Spots on Heartbreaker, and Lobster and Scrimp. So it was only- a year, it was 1998. Jay Z entered 1999 with confidence. They say this is the year he started to get his confidence. You know, the the <laughs> I'm whole. I'm you know I'm 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 Jay Z. Like you know he ain't a rookie no more. Like you know reasonable he ain't reasonable doubt Jay Z. He yeah, ain't been in Jay-Z the game was- like 14 years at this point. Yeah. Like I'm thinking about what they said about Busta Rhymes like a couple years ago, which pissed me off because Busta Rhymes been rapping since '89. Mm-hmm. With like leaders of the new school, and they talking about he found his style. Like he been had, he been bro. Some say the LP dropped in '99. Yeah, so so did um. Oh my so god, two thousand. Um, oh. <laughs> Yo, I, I need to well, sit down. But well, like, who y'all think? You know, y'all mentioned some names. So who y'all think was honorable mentions out of this? Because they're only Eminem name better three. be on that list. If Eminem. It's not Eminem. It should be Eminem and Nas. Eminem, Nas. Um, I didn't think of a guy, but you know he's not even on this list. Man, let me. I'm. He's on this list for one reason, and he's not even on the list. It's just mentioned. Wait, is Dre not on there? No. What? Are y'all ready for these honorable mentions of 1999? Let me tell you. Boy, Janine's enjoying the pure comedy of these reactions. That would be none other than DMX, Nas. 
I had to get ready because they they on my nerves. <laughs> the honorable mentions of 1999: DMX, Nas, oh. and Eminem. Oh. <laughs> Bruh. Um, how is Dre yeah. not mentioned, man? I'll tell you. I have no clue either. <laughs> Because I'm trying to figure out how someone wasn't mentioned in this either. Since they seem to be talking about hits and whatnot, I'll get into that though. Mm. I'm going to wait till 2003 to kind of get into this one. So I'm just going to let this keep playing out right now. Uh, <clears throat> uh, so as explaining these guys, uh, well, you know why Eminem's in this list. He made his debut simultaneously scaring and charming America with his immensely skilled shock raps. Nas dropped two albums in one year. That's why they got him in this honorable mention. Uh, both were met with mixed reviews, but in retrospect, we're still plenty heavy on the deaf lyricism on which he based his reputation. I don't know if that's enough reason to give Nas uh, honorable mention. Bro, that was think a whole was... lot of nothing. I, really, I didn't even get that. <laughs> and DMX was still on a tear, a tear through the industry and captivated mainstream audiences and hip-hop heads with, uh, you know, his five times platinum albums, like, and then there was X that year. So, you know, y'all oh, made me lose my mind. I mean, black on both sides. Yeah, that, that's what I was saying earlier. I don't know how most deaf wasn't discussed. But seriously, though, like, I still unapologetically bump explosive from, from, from Dr. Dre. Yeah, well, see, that's... Ironically, that was playing in my car on the repeat, so I, I get it. I get it. And I know you weren't playing in my Lifetime Volume 3. <laughs> I've never bought the Jay Z album in my life, to be completely honest. So I get Ooh, it. Oh, really? Wow. I've Hold never on. been. A, we, I mean, he's got songs here, and I've never just sit. So there's only been one more, album. He's been more of like like a track guy, not a, not an album guy for 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 hope. Yeah, even he's that. a pure and southern that, guy. No, I'm I'm a all coast. I love my north. You know, DMX. I have, I have a lot of. Northern rappers that I love. Wait, so I just never, for one, when you know too many New Yorkers that all they talk about is Jay-Z, 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 Jay-Z this, Jay-Z that, Jay-Z this, Jay-Z that. It's like, man, look, I can't, dog. I can't. I mean, I'll Wait, put it like this. Kingdom Come might have been the only album I listened to where I, and that was because somebody bought it for me as a present, I think. Wow! Hey, I'm wow. Okay, Jay Z is probably my uh biggest rap influence. Also, random, shameless, kind of sort of plug, not plug. Heads up, notice. I'm a I'm gonna get something going because me and Dwayne was supposed to do something for some time now. Because for those who don't know, Dwayne, the highlight reel is supremely dope and talented. I have mentioned on the earlier episode I do rap. 
Um, and I definitely want to do a track with him, which I've been welcome to. So we're going to make that happen. But I, I preface that so people won't be confused. Uh, Jay-Z is actually like one of my biggest rap influences because how he storytells is, is on another level. Mm-hmm. And I think Jay-Z's the dude that hides in plain sight. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I remember like having this argument with folks in college a lot too. Now like, yo, who's one of the best drug rappers you know? Like who's the best drug rapper ever? Like nobody ever said Jay-Z. I'm like, Jay-Z's the best drug rapper. Like Jay-Z don't rap about drugs. And I'm like, you don't listen to his lyrics. Like he literally is storytelling about his life, moving weight, like years on end. And it's one of those that like only a handful of people have honestly ever questioned it. And he did it so smoothly that you didn't even realize all the stuff he was talking about because his mastery of entendres. And so that's why it's like kind of nuts when like people don't like him, but they like lyrics. And this is not a knock at you. It's like, I've also noticed that most of my friends and counterparts from the South do not like Jay-Z. They will big up three stacks because they don't listen to Outkast. They will big up Scarface because they don't really know what they're talking about. And they will completely overshadow Jay-Z. They will shout out Biggie, but not Jay-Z. And it'd be mind-blowing to me. Like, Jay is so clean with it. He, in my opinion, Jay is like the MJ of rap. He's so cold that you want everybody to pass him. And now this dude is 51, still on tracks wrecking it. Like, you don't even think about the fact that Jay-Z is 51. Yeah. He's just Jay-Z. Yeah. Like, people don't look at MJ like MJ's 56. They're like, that's Jordan. He can still get buckets if he wants to. Like, he's on that level. Like, that's, that's nuts. Yeah, but also we've never been in this this space with hip hop before, where mm-hmm. those guys have aged up to that point. You know, like hip hop oh. is still relative. Hip hop is still a, a, a relatively newer genre, right? That's, that's real. So we are still like I think getting used to the idea of our our artists getting that age and still being able to do what they do, which doesn't make sense because I mean it doesn't it shouldn't matter the genre it should just matter that you're you know in music and you're still a relevant artist you still have like Dolly Parton still relevant in in, in country right like yeah 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 you know what I'm saying like it's it's it shouldn't matter that they're that they're you know that old but this is this is, we're 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 brand new to this so like him and nas you know jay-z and nas are both able to still go out there and do what they do and we're still kind of like processing it because we're always thinking that hip-hop is a young man's game which it has always been because it's still a young genre we're just aging up now where it's just like, okay, no, it actually is, you know, it still can be uh, an old man's game. You know, I, I think 
hip hop right now is that is most powerful due to our generation. Yeah. Like I was born at the tail end of 89 for all intents and purposes. I'm a nineties baby. And, you know, societally speaking, we were like the most tweener generation ever. Um, I had this argument with somebody else. Like our generation had to go through the most adaptations of any generation. Like, yes, you know, you were born in the thirties. You got introduced to plastic and was like, what's this? Like, I, I get it. That That is like, that's different. You know what I'm saying? You, you were born in the fifties and you was like, nigga, colored people. Wow. Like, I'm sure that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, it shook you foot. Like, <laughs> Fair enough. I chill, man. I'm, I'm, if I finish this cup, it's going to get worse. But like, <laughs> when you really think about the stuff that we went through, mm. like, um, in terms of technology, man. Like when, the reason I can remember that Slim Shady LP like dropped in '99 off the top of my head, I just so happened to be like in Detroit. I was visiting my pops in Detroit at the time. I heard that album for the first time on cassette because I had a Walkman. Jesus, you you feel me? Yeah. I literally had a two sided tape, and that's what I use. Like we say tape because it's just like a. A word that we still keep around. We ain't really got tape no more. Like I actually had the tape for the Slim Shady like LP. That's wild. You know what I'm saying? And then True. by the time like oh like oh one hit, maybe even two thousand to be honest. Man, I'm listening to uh like yeah yeah. I'm li- no ninety nine. I'm listening to Slim Shady LP on cassette. Two thousand man. I'm listening to Country Grammar on a CD player. Mm-hmm. By like 2003, man, 2004, I got an MP3 uh, CD player, you know, and, and by 05, 06, man, I got a, a a brick. Oh, you can't see that, dude. I got a brick, you know what I'm saying? MP3 player full of songs. Yeah. And it's like, we went through how information was stored. Like Google hit the biggest boom of his life, you know, being born in 96. YouTube dropped in 06. Like I was in high school when YouTube dropped. Not elementary or middle, high school. We're driving. Yeah. We got yeah. driver's licenses when YouTube comes out. Like to think about. I be getting like reminders from Facebook, like, hey, this is what you posted on Facebook 15 years ago. And I'm like, hold up, how many years ago? <laughs> yes. So it's like when you put all that change into perspective, like well, how things are like transmitted how it really really went from like hard copies to like everything is a cloud everything is digital laptops don't come with cd players you're not buying like adapters for like vehicles anymore then it's, it's kind of like nuts to not realize like we're the people that's controlling all this because we have to do the adaptations we remember what happened we actually developed what is and we are driving what's coming mm-hmm. so it makes like a hundred percent sense that people like Jay-Z or Kanye or Pusha T like are still thriving because they have enough knowledge of what was developed it to a stable point and they've been riding that stability wave. They ain't been getting too creative and loose and all out there, you know, with the music to the point where like hip hop actually gets lost. Yeah. Some of them might ride away for a check, but like, let's be honest. Like, Ye still knows hip hop. He can still make these beats and grab these samples. Mm-hmm. Like, 
there's a reason why people can talk all they want to about Playboy Cardi. You barely hear his name. There's a reason why those folks like be in and out. And as old as these other dudes might be, they still getting checks. Yeah. I agree. Speaking of still getting checks, that takes you right into the perfect check of the fact that now we are entering the Y2K era, ladies and gentlemen. The B2K. So the old 2000. <laughs> oh, my bad. Straight up 2000. 2K. Okay, Literally 2K. Right. I'm curious to know who y'all think they said took the year of 2000. Um. <sighs> if they were nailing it, I can't say because I know, and I know that we're guessing. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. You and me both. Okay, so me and you in the same seat, cousin. It's like we know, but we we just no. gonna sit there and see if they get. I am interested to see if you agree with this, though, cousin. I am. I need I need more woman's take on that in, in, a, in a woman's like listeners perspective because by this point you and you you and me both you know especially because the the artists of this era I'll put you onto this artist exactly. so this will be interesting to see <laughs> you know I, I gotta I gotta look up when this drop if if I'm correct to be quite fair I know he didn't make this list I, I just know they didn't give him the credit he deserves but the biggest rap artist of, of 2000 should have been Will Smith Oh, <laughs> Legendary's reaction. <laughs> I'm saying, like, it, it, it seems it seems laughable, but you really got to think about how much he took the world by storm with Millennium. Like, he had like just the two of us, like that set up on the stage for like getting jiggy with it. And regardless of what you want to say, wait, that those, was 2000. Yeah, yeah, those were all that, those were Millennium albums. I remember those. Uh, they were Millennium. Let me double check. I don't even know uh, why I'm thinking that's in the 90s. Well, in the meantime, while he's looking those up, ladies and gentlemen, the rap artist that they gave the year 2002 was none other than the man they call Slim Shady, Eminem, took the year 2000. Yay. The credentials of that goes to the Marshall <laughs> Mathers, the Marshall Mathers ELP, guest spots on Forgot About Dre, Don't Approach Me, you know, three classic singles with real Slim Shady, The Way I Am, and of course, Stan. And because he was also the most controversial rapper coming in, you know, just mm, I don't agree. That's Will Smith. Will Smith ain't got to rap about Grammys to get a Grammy. Well, I do. So, him, Q2, you know, quite blank. So, yeah. since you felt like Eminem should have got 1999, but you don't feel like he should have got 2000. He shouldn't have. 2000 should have went to Nelly. Nelly ushered in a new style of rap that's still going on today. Um, I don't think anybody ever like did the singing rap as good as Nelly did. That's true. That's true. Because artists to this point are actually not even high. Like, you got to think about what happened in like that 99 to like 01 range. If you wanted a hook saying, you didn't do it yourself. You got a feature artist. Right. And Nelly came in singing his stuff. It wasn't about auto-tune. It was just like, like, I remember listening to Country Grammar from the beginning to the end, even the end. Hey, yo, ma, how you doing? It's your son now. Should I pick up the mic and put the drugs now? Like, we going down. Like, all, he was singing it, but he was yeah. rapping it. 
And then you got to think about it years later, that set up 50 Cent, that set up Ja Rule, like that set up all these other cats who had. Ah, actually, no. That did not set up Ja Rule. He was actually on the front of it. I mean, he was. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. He was actually, we'll we'll get to that one. (laughs) Hold that thought right there. (laughs) But (laughs) but no, honorable mentions that year. You know what's you know what's very interesting is the honorable mentions of the year 2000. Meanwhile, we still have you here because we know you got a roll shortly, but just just bear with me here on this. This makes a point of what Chris had to say here. Honorable mentions for the year 2000. Surprise, surprise. Jay-Z, Ghostface Killer. Good. But here's where I'm really uh, torn here. Dynasty Rock La Familia, Derek. Okay, thank you. No, no, I was trying to figure out which album that was. Okay. Here's where I'm a little torn here when they talk about the year 2000 and who gets the honorable mention here. Somebody please explain this. You're not going to like this. But I respect it because of the person. I just don't understand it. Andre 3000. It's so disrespectful. <laughs> Andre, I love you. I do. But I'm trying to understand. 2000? I don't listen to you. 2000. Now, now, no, no. Now, hear me out here now. Hear me out. Let's, let's, let, me, let me explain why they said Andre 3000. Okay? Y'all want to understand this? Here we out. Hear me out. No Meanwhile... Meanwhile, they said, after dropping consecutive platinum classics, outcasts Andre 3000, not outcast, outcasts Andre 3000, finally enjoyed being one of the best rappers alive. He earned the distinction past his prime. But Andre's shine had previously been overshadowed by massive forces like... (laughs) Biggie and Tupac, they say. The real culprits behind why Outkast got booed at the 1995 Source Awards after already selling millions. Outkast gained wider recognition with the release of Stankonia and massive singles like B.O.B. and the group's first number one hit, their first number one hit. Miss Jackson. Finally, as Andre assured he would, we would, we listened to what the South had to say. So you mean to tell me we're in 2000. A thousand times we only mentioned. Yeah. Andre 3000, exactly. Yeah, that is it. Now, That's... if y'all got nothing else to critique this list about, that right there just says enough what we need to know about this, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say this out here now. You know I don't care who I offend. If you mention Andre 3000 is one of the top 10 rappers alive, if you say Andre 3000 is one of the GOATs and in no way, shape, or form say the words outcast or can name something from Big Boy, your opinion is invalidated forever. You don't know what you're talking about, and I don't respect it. My job. See, to me, this is where that Ja Rule conversation kind of comes into fray here. I just try to understand why. If you're going, like, I don't get it. I don't know. I'm, I'm I, I can't. I can't 
I mean, even with you and what you're saying about Nelly, Chris, I mean, I just, I don't get, as much as I love Outkast and Andre 3000, you mean to tell me of all the years, they've been out since the 90s now, and you're going to tell me that they wait till 2000 to finally acknowledge Outkast in some kind of way, and then they don't even acknowledge Outkast. It's literally just three stacks. If you're a big boy and you read this, how do you feel? I mean, he probably doesn't care. Big boy Bunch had to not care because it's an Andre saying like, oh, big boy, I will take him. Like we had a war or we're going into battle. I'll take big boy over me any day of the week. And people are like, oh, Andre was just being nice. And it's like, nah, y'all don't listen to the music. Yeah. Like Andre 3000 has a more colorful delivery. And I can admit, like, his delivery makes it so much easier to grasp his verses, but that doesn't make it better. Like, we all be caught up in the flash and the substance, and we, I mean, see, we get all caught up in the flash and we forget the substance, because, like, I just find it really disrespectful, even though, like, it's the Midwest, technically speaking. Uh, Nelly really should have did it because he opened a gateway for people who sound like they're from the South with that sound of country grammar. And my goodness, like, back for the first time drop. Like, we're in Michigan blasting Ludacris. Like, what, I was what about do you to mean? ask about Ludacris. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he gets mentioned as we go along, but it's just not in this moment. But, I mean, you know, you know, he should, but like, bruh, what's your fantasy? Man, Southern hospitality? Hear, hear, hear me out here. This is where things to me get really rocky. As we're, we're in our decade at this point, so y'all can really mm-hmm. legitimately hear me out mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Again, 2000, they say, went to Eminem, so we go into 2001. Now, you tell me if this makes sense here. Who you think got 2001, people? You guessed it. Your favorite rappers, favorite rappers, favorite rapper. None other than Jay-Z gets 2001 why does he get 2001 credentials the dynasty rock la familia the blueprint jay-z unplugged guest spots on do my and the fiesta remix you know the one with uh, the man that we can't talk about these days yeah that all that 2001 honorable mentions of that year eminem jadakiss ludicrous Ludacris wow. hit his stride in 2001, according to them. He hit his stride in 01, following his three times platinum debut LP with the three times platinum word of mouth. The LP included hit singles, area codes, rollout, highest chatting single, oh, highest charting single, which was his highest charting single, which was rollout at that point. He also killed it as a feature rapper. One Minute Man for Missy Elliott. Bia Bia for Lil John. And then J.D. Kiss, for his part, was able to parlay a series of incredible singles. We gonna make it, knock yourself out, put your hands up. I remember that. I do remember it. It was fresh off the Rough Riders. I, I remember that. Wait, wasn't Ja Rule out in 01? My points exactly! He was there, baby! Dominating charts. So again, if we're talking about charts here, Ja at this See, point that was ruling the sense. world. Yeah, that doesn't make so, sense. Even with so, Jay-Z and all of them out, there was a yeah. point in time where DMX, Jay-Z, and Ja Rule were being debated as 
like literally going neck for neck in the yeah. same label. They had so the label. he's not an honorable. They had they had uh Ja Jay Z I, I think I want to say it was Nas on a on a uh, magazine cover. Yeah. At that point, right? Yeah, sounds about right. Oh, so that's so why I was discussing. Like, it was discussing that. So that's why I'm like, nowhere in the years of '99 to 2001, you couldn't have him at least as an honorable mention off singles alone. Wait, wasn't Missy out? Yeah, Missy was out too. So again, just saying, y'all. Again, Janine, I just want to know how do you feel as a woman knowing that women aren't getting mentioned as much, real quick? Because this has to bother you, right? It's almost expected, though. Like, and it sucks, but it's expected to not have the woman representation in like the greatest of all times. Because people are still trying to say, "Oh, she's a really good female rapper," versus being like, "No, she's a fucking lyricist." So, yeah, because this is two thousand. You realize Eve is out by this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like Eve was literally charting. Like Eve crazy. Was, she yeah. arguably outdid a lot of people like DMX and them when she came out with her albums. Nobody talks about that. Woo. Crazy, um, man. So I think what they would have been better off doing, they I'm gonna just be G with y'all because y'all writers, y'all uh, understand this stuff with Patrick, man. Y'all, y'all would have looked a lot smarter if y'all just ranked like the top five songs of the year because or something. Y'all, yeah, because y'all got such an inconsistent like rating. Because like one of my favorite songs of all time, one of the few songs where they're like, "Yo, somebody held a gun to your head, you had to rap word for word." My literal first go-to song is "We Gonna Make It" by by Jada Kiss and Styles P. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like I know that song but then you also thinking about like what else dropped like word of mouth was fired but yo ja went off with pain is love like i'm real with j-lo Summer yeah, anthem, yeah. Man. that's what i was saying like yeah. i was uh, like it, always on time that put a shanti yeah. on oh, yeah it did i don't care what anybody says out here in LA on my own with all the dope music that they got and they own sound, I will hop in the car on a Friday night and I will hear like and living it up is gonna be playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. when I hear living it up, like I'm thinking of like how often they use that on MTV. You walk into MTV cribs, cool. Mm-hmm. Let me show you my crib. Like that's background music. Like it was mm-hmm. balleristic, like visions in your ears yeah them senses ain't even the same yeah and and that's why this list is very interesting and that's why i had to bring this to the forefront for y'all to 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 get make sure i wasn't the only one thinking some of this when i first initially saw shout out to the ots uh you know facebook group that actually you know posted this link to this article you know because they were debating about it in comments and in my mind i'm just like okay well hold up let me check this out not look over it and I'm trying to see. And when it got to this time frame, I had beef here. Cause I was like, wait a minute. They lost me around this time here, you know, cause I'll give you some of those other years, even though again, we got, you know, we got our own personal opinions, but how you don't have that man somewhere in there. But you know, it, it, I don't get it. 2002, guess who takes that y'all? Eminem. Why? The eight mile soundtrack. 
The like, Eight Mile soundtrack. Yeah, credentials. Oh, and the Eminem show, of course. The Eminem show as well is also oh, why that. Oh. But they said that's because it was his best selling album, the Eminem show. So we're talking, see. Yeah, yeah. Honorable mentions that year, though. Check this out Cameron, Nas, and a guy on the come up by the name of 50 Cent. I can kind of drop the fix and clips drop Lord Willing. Again, we're this is middle school for a lot of us, y'all. So again, we we remember 2002 quite well, and I'm I'm just saying, if we're going mainstream here, how? Keep in mind, like Chris, you said you talked about errors. Also, understand, y'all, the internet was around, but not an access where you knew a lot of underground stuff. How many of us can honestly say we knew the internet well enough where we could go find out who 50 Cent was? And be like, oh man, we know about Fifty Cent. No, I mean, I I, found, I knew about Fifty Cent. I think around like oh four. I want to say oh three oh four. I don't remember exactly. anything about him in oh two. I knew about Fifty Cent in oh three. See, yeah. my point's exactly, y'all. Yeah. Not, not None of us, because radio play is what dominated back then. People still listened to the radio back then, right? Yes. So you only knew yes. who you heard on the radio. Yes. So. Yes. So again, that that must be the metric that they're going by is popularity. But that's a terrible. That's so. Um, that's bias. It's trash. It's, it's trash. trash. Because if you talk about major metros, you can have your LA, you can mm-hmm. have your Dallas, Fort Worth, or your Atlanta. Pick either or. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You can have Detroit or Chicago, and then you can have like New York or DC. So if mm-hmm. you literally like Man. spread it out, like. I'm also yeah. going to mention Memphis in this because I know as somebody who grew up in Memphis, do you know who I always heard on the radio? If it wasn't obvious Memphis natives like a 3-6 Mafia or somebody, generally it was pretty much Master P, you know, No Limit, dominating the South. It was Juvenile. It was pretty much the Southern Eastern region. Anybody from Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's who you heard. You didn't hear New York rappers and Memphis radio waves like that. Not unless it was just like that big of a song where you had to play it. Music videos, maybe, like on MTV or something. Sure. We're going to get to that. Hold on, hold that thought. No, 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 no. I'm not going there yet. I'm hold not on. going there yet. Hold on. Hold on. Hold that I'm though. Not going there Where yet. you going, Chris? Where you going? I just wanted to show some love real quick in 01 because Buster dropped Genesis, which gave us uh Pascal Cavassier and Break Your Neck. Oh my see? god. See? Look, Janine's like, oh it's, see, you remember now, right? You see what gets looked over here? Yeah. So and and, and then the biggest, the bit, I mean, oh, and, well, two things, two things. And they're actually really quick. One. For people who saw my reaction, ultimately, I agree with Blueprint and uh, Jay-Z being, like, the best of 01, because I think Blueprint might be one of the, like, dopest front-to-back albums, uh, rap albums that ever dropped. I was just upset at the fact that they just, like, gave Jay-Z the cop-out every every year. But as nuts as, like, 01 was, Blueprint actually was, like, dumb solid as a classic. But for Mm. 02... I'm pissed at them because not only did they miss country grammar in 2000, but bruh, Nellyville dropped in 02. Was like, yeah, yeah. and how did like, hear still a song that you see in commercials and everything to this day, bro? Like, Nellyville was so cold, Kelly was texting on Excel, and I don't even know we had text messaging yet. <laughs> see, yeah. 
You see? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it was a sidekick, wasn't it? Bro, bro, she literally pulled yeah, up sale. About that. Yeah. Man, she pulled up sale A1 and was like, where you at? See? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> see? See? Look, look, y'all know, y'all know. So look. All that's to say, when we go into when you go into 2003, I think y'all kind of summed up who basically took that year. Hot and hurt, Air Force One, deliver. 2003, y'all dominated and taken over by none other than you guessed it. Wait, no, no bulletproof no, no, wearing, no, shot no. nine times glaring, also petty loving. Yeah, I'm talking about 50 Cent dominated 03, y'all. I'm not mad at it, but here's the reason why I am mad at it based off this list. You know why they want to bring this up? Let me tell you. Get Richard Dodd trying. Get Richard Dodd trying, right? Back-to-back number one hits. Oh, shoot. My phone timed out on me. Uh, I'm going to just sum it up. Basically, back-to-back number one hits, the Good Richard Dodd trying album. But more specifically, you know what it was they like to bring up? The fact that this man so callably destroyed another man's career by the name of Ja Rule. But I'm like, okay, so you can mention this, but you can't mention what Ja was doing before 50 was around. Here's my hot take and my arguable thought. If you're a New Yorker and you want to say otherwise, I'm sorry, but this is just my humble opinion. If it were not for Ja Rule, you wouldn't even have 50 Cent. What was his number one drive? Who was the person that fueled him the hardest? You have Get Rich and Die Trying because of Ja. He uh, wanted to uh, personally attack him. I can't, if you I can't did- get with that. I'm sorry. You got to think about it. 50 was discovered right. by Jam Master J and M. He was. But think about this. No label when- wanted 50. No label wanted him. Not one. They- 50 was, if, if we're going to be honest, 50 was the original Nipsey. He was, and I give him credit on the mixtape era of things, but hear me out, though. Again, this is why I say that. Ja Rule was getting attacked by 50 Cent when he was on top of his game, and nobody knew who he was, except the streets, mainstream media, at a time where we just said, y'all just said it. That's true. Man, I did not know who 50 Cent was, because you're in an era where all you heard was radio. All you heard was Ja. Yes, he trailblazed, but again, how much of that matters if he was not so fueled and driven by whatever you want to say, the hate, the anger, the jealousy, whatever you want to say? How much oh. of that was fueled by hatred on Ja Rule? I actually specifically attacking like five percent. And and this is not discrediting like that, but we gotta think about it. 50 Cent play chess. Like this dude literally attacks people in broad daylight online. And unlike Kanye West, unlike Boosie, for for posting the stuff that he's posted, Fifty has not gotten his Instagram account like banned for whatever odd reason. Not only did he like get popularity with a star show, but he made five spinoffs of it, and then decided to make another one with BMF. Mm-hmm. This dude is literally been around gangsters. Literally has sure. been caught like having a legit shootout with Game when they had beef. Like, not mm-hmm. a, like, this is rumor. Like, everybody knows it happened because the police were involved. They're like, no, this was a real deal. I'm shooting at 50, 50 shooting at me. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't get a bulletproof cap made for nothing. Yet, this dude is welcoming around all types of white crowds. 
He was dating Chelsea Handler of all people. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to think about like how 50's moving because 50 understand the game. 50's like, I'm going to do all this, but y'all not going to pull my car because I know how y'all system works. You're going to be all bark, no bite, and watch me walk up in here. So Ja was just a ploy. Like, even when 50 wanted to sell tickets, not tickets, wanted to sell like more views for BMF, he was like, bet. Everybody remembers my feud, like my feud with Ja Rule. Nobody listening to Ja music, but watch me buy all the tickets to his concert so nobody can show up. And then it's like, oh, man, 50 shit's funny. Steady, man. He is, but then even in all his posts, he'll be like, hashtag BMF, hashtag stars, hashtag Leche du Muri. And it's like, oh, it's all that. your brands. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. I was like, what is this? What is he saying? And I'm looking it yeah. up and I'm like, oh, he got a drink? Oh, he got headphones? Oh, mm-hmm. like even then I get money. I took quarter water, sold it in bottles for two bucks. Coca-Cola came and bought it for millions. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. 50 is legit hustling, bro. He is. So that's why it's like all respect to, to, to that opinion because I think that Ja and him had very real beef, but I think 50's actual prowess is what allowed him to make it like that. Because prior to Get Rich or Die Trying, he had what? How to Rob. And that's where right. uh, Jay-Z mentioned him and said, like, I'm all about a dollar. What the is 50 cents? You know, he got it Fat yeah. Joe. He got it Missy. He, like, he was like, bet, y'all gonna get pissed off and mention me. And who was 50 cent? Who was 50 cent? Bet, let me drop his album. Because he dropped back for Mercy in 03 as well. Mm-hmm. Ain't Which no is not he- mentioned on this at all. Right. You drop your debut album, start a group, and then drop another platinum album? The majority of what this is talking about is single-handedly talking about Get Rich or Die Trying. Nah. And a few other things, but mostly Get Rich or Die Trying. Hence wow. why it's that album of why he dominated. That and what he did to Ja is what made him dominate 03, according to wow. this year. So that's why I'm like, mm, okay. Because keep in mind, you know, I could have kept mine in his business. He could have went the Drake route. Drake went with Pusha T. Hey, but Drake could've. had no choice. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well. You be, tap out. You be, tap out. Tap out. <laughs> you got <laughs> <be> it. <laughs> but, but wait, who, who, who the honorable mentions? Because Honorable mentions? I need, I need okay, so the honorable mentions for that year. Jay-Z. Of course, better better had Eminem. That's weird. And in Atlanta, first Atlanta mention, y'all. First Atlanta mention. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Who though? Who though? Two letters. T I O three. Yes. T I. Because chicken and beer dropped. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not mad at it. Well, I only here's here's why. Finally, T.I. recovered from his debut's flop album and built buzz in the streets of Atlanta through a series of mixtapes and the smash underground hit. You know it. 24s. 24s. His scene-stealing guest verse on Never Scared grabbed the nation's attention and his comeback LP, Chop Music, was released. <sighs> that was 03. 
That was 03, yes. Which leads to 04. Who do you think they took? None other than, you guessed it. Jay-Z. Atlanta got its first year. It dominated thanks to the guy we just mentioned, T.I. They wild. Okay. I can see why 04 went to T.I. I can no. definitely see why. Did 04 no. go to TI because of 03? It went to him because of Urban Legend, the slow burn of the 03's trap music, no. Down with the King, guest spots on Soldier, the Goodies remix, and Stomp. Wait, which ended Lil Flip's career. Basically, that was the year he, uh, you know, stopped Lil Flip. <laughs> Janine's laughing. That's when he uh, stopped Lil Flip's momentum, too, by the way. Wasn't this punched them in their throats? Yes, it was. It was. I already know what you're gonna mention. It was okay. College dropout dropped in 04. Yeah. Well, we're gonna get there's a reason why that's not mentioned. That's gonna get they're gonna talk about that in a second. Nah, you can't not mention that. They 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 gonna (laughs) nah they're gonna talk about that in a second. They're gonna they talk about that one. Believe me, I know y'all, I know. We got to get to 2005 before that gets mentioned. Oh, you, you'll see. <laughs> you'll see. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm not even going to go into a long explanation. Like, I promise. I'm not right. going to go into a long Hold on. Let me just give you the honorable mentions of 04. I better hear three names. Are you ready? No. 04 is honorable mentions. None other than Cameron. That's not one of them. 50 Cent. That's not one of them. And the game. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, So Kanye's not even mentioned. For 04? No. However, wait till we get to 05. Janine, you ready for 05? Hold on. Like, I was in, bro. Wait, wait, wait. No, it, I'm I'm curious because I know why y'all understanding about 04. So we getting into 05. But hit, hit me bro, out here. But hold on, bro. They they still <laughs> left off Ludacris again. Yeah, they did. He dropped, he, he literally dropped word of mouth, chicken the beer, and red light district back to back to back. No mention. Eminem dropped Encore. You talking about sales? No yeah. mention. But then, like, as much that was as I all love over pop radio. Yeah, bro. But as as much as I love like Purple Haze, like man, they, bro, they hey. really disappointed me right so now. So they gave that to Ti <laughs> over Luda for O four, yes. Kanye. And and, and I'm not gonna hold you. Like, I think Urban because Legend the momentum was O three. No, no, Ur- Urban Legend is is a bona fide class. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm not doubting um, it, but and. Man, it's, it's so Excuse much me. happening right now because the documentary, the documentary yeah. was is a bona fide classic. Yeah, I'm just oh yeah, kinda, not, yeah. I'm just tripping. But he's he's an honorable mention. So it, I mean, I guess showed that he his buzz was not just in Chicago. Well, at uh, that well, time, yeah. that was New York. That was L.A. But, that but, was but hear me out. Hear me out. Do y'all even know the only reason they mentioned game? Y'all really want to know the real reason? I don't even know. The only reason they mention, yes, the only reason they mention game in the honorable mention is because of 50's momentum still being ridden from 03. And they basically said that he rode off of 50. So game has no, man, you know what? 
That's literally the reason why they broke up. Because they were talking about basically how we do West Side Story and all of the singles from the documentary was all off of 50s momentum. And they're saying 50 made those songs with his presence on them. So that's why he gets these mentions. Because Game Drop Dreams. Yeah. And and then we like they still playing like yay because yay gave us Lupe and backpack. That's what I, that's what I was saying. Like production wise, he was he. This was not oh my goodness. a debut. But like even boy. past that, like another dude who like career had a resurgence like none other in 04. And we talking about domination for Twister Drop Kamikaze. I'm in class bumping that's adrenaline that's rush. True. That's true. That's true. That's true. Like, That's Twister's true. career hit a second stride like crazy, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, because he was on a feature run for a With minute. Kanye and Overnight Celebrity. Yeah, yeah. If 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 y'all are that upset, Janine, yeah, I know you know. If y'all are this upset at 04, wait till you see 05, because I know Janine's oh. ready. She oh. knows I'm the Atlanta again is rising. The Atlanta again is rising. Even though one would argue say he's not technically from Atlanta, but you know it is what it is. Ladies and gentlemen, 2005 goes to none other than the snowman himself, Jeezy. Hold on. (laughs) Credentials. Let me see who came out. Let me see who was then known as your (laughs) (laughs) credentials for that. Ain't no way. Credentials for that, by the way. For Jeezy, it's Let's Get It Thug Motivation 101, Trap or Die, and Boys in the Hood. Didn't late registration come out in 05? Ain't no way! Didn't late registration come out in 05? I do believe so, yes. Bro, bro, little brother. <laughs> nigga, nigga, B, B, B by Kami came out. <laughs> nigga, the documentary nigga, came out. Bro, the doc, nigga, mm. B. Oh, five. Yeah, man. I, I'm not, I'm not feeling that one, bro. Not feeling it? I'm not feeling that. How about, let me We're give not- y'all some honorable mentions for 05. Let's see if y'all feeling any of these honorable mentions then. <laughs> 50 Cent. No. The Game. And Common. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, yeah. (laughs) Yo, hold up, man. I mean, and those don't, no disrespect to Common. I like, I, 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 I love Common. I love Common. But my god damn like, I, I don't even <laughs> I'm still bro I almost it's like carpet. Look. Did they not wait did you not say Kanye? Nope. Oh we're getting to that. You still got a ways before you get to Kanye, buddy. Late registration. No, no, no. no. Late late register like it's late registration <sighs> was huge. Bro, late registration. Uh, B. Well, I'm gonna do this like, next. <laughs> That's 2005. So 2002. Uh, God, bro. Well, hold on, hold on. Time out. 
Time out. Time out. Time out. Wait, wait, wait. Stop, stop, stop. Hold the presses. 2006. 2006. So they're Hold delaying up. years. They're delaying years, though. 2006. I think you know. 2006 goes none other to Janine's favorite rapper. You know, the guy with the dreads and the tattoos, you know, with the Louisiana style. I'm talking about Lil Weezy, Lil Wayne, baby. 2006, they say goes to none other than Lil Wayne. Who are the honorable mentions, please? Oh, we get into that. Stupid, oh. man. Now, let me give you the credentials. Hold on. Let me give you the credentials on why Lil Wayne oh. took 2006. Hold on. Hold on. Why am I so All upset? Right? <laughs> well, hold on. So here's here's the honorable mentions. Well, no, here's the here's the credentials behind Lil Wayne's 06 dominance to them. Okay. So the credentials for Lil Wayne. Sorry, I'm back in 2005 somehow. Let me get back. Uh, where is it? There we go. 2006. Lil Wayne's credentials for that year, 2005, is the Carter II, Like Father, Like Son, Dedication to, and it just timed out on me again because it's just such a long list, but, you know, those were some of the ones, just to name a few of why they felt Lil Wayne took 2006. Bro, there are literally five. Mm. Okay, so let me see. If they, if, they, if they give three out of five, I'll, I'll be remotely... For those honorable mentions okay. you mentioned? Yes, yes, because I'm talking about classics dropped. Okay, well, you know what? 2006 here, um, according to them, good old complex. Uh, <clears throat> In order to not get myself drunk, I'm going to take a shot for, for everyone they miss out of three. Uh-oh, I think Janine's going to love that one. Uh, hold on. Let's see. Honorable mentions for 2006. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Oh God, I just realized. Wow. Oh, I have mentions for 2006, y'all. Here we go. T.I. That's one. That's how that's all about to say. Push a T. They should say the, the clips, clips, but I'll let them yeah. make it. Because yeah. it was a, it, and Lu- better. Lupe Fiasco. All right. They don't want me to drink. Look at you guys. All right. <laughs> Pusha, it says however Pusha T might have been the best coke rapper alive whatever it lacked in commercial appeal hell hath no theory made up for it in cold mechanical raps Pusha iced every one of his bars detached and delivered them like he was about to hock a loogie Bro, why Malice they, is the better rapper. Well, I was about to say, why are they only talking about one rapper? The same way they did with Outkast. That doesn't even See? make sense. Like Apparently, anybody who listens knows Malice is better. He is. Oh my goodness. And and, and <laughs> hey man. Oh so, so, dropped fish scales. And I was bro, I would cut the lawn listening to fish scales. Hello uh, is a thousand grams. Let me ask anyway. you me. 2006. So you're you're in full agreement on your boy Wayne, right? Yeah. Is there any honorable mention you remember from that year back then? You know, this this is the high school days for us at this point. Yeah. You, you remember anybody outside of Wayne from 06 that you can think of that wasn't mentioned here? All I knew was Wayne, so I can't even lie to you. I do yeah, agree. I that that was all she listened to, y'all. You listened to Ti back then. 
I mean, yeah, but not more than one. Okay. Yeah, this this was Wayne's on the radio everywhere all day. Every he was day. everywhere. Yeah, he like, was. Every so, everywhere. Yeah. Yes. So you know, 2007. I'm pretty uh-huh. sure y'all know who took this. I just want to give give props. I'm not gonna get no explanation. I just want to give shout outs to uh, what I think the literal best album of, of well, second best album of 06 was. I think Food and Liquor was the best. But I think uh, the second best uh, might have been Big Bang Theory by Buster. It's supremely underrated album, but I think the Big Bang Theory might be Buster's greatest album. It just didn't get that. all the uh, appeal as all the other albums. I can see that. And, and, uh, and of course, Jay Dilla's uh, Opus, Donuts. I can see that. <clears throat> just like I can see 2007 going to this man that they label. The guy that y'all have been asking about for so long now, since about, oh, I don't know, 2004. Ladies and gentlemen, 2007, they gave to none other than Mr. Yeezy himself, Kanye West. Credentials. Seven to do that? Credentials. Graduation (laughs) is the reason he got Mm -mm. 2007. Because of this reason, he's single Handedly went one on one with Fifty Cent, and he destroyed him so? in album sales. So that's why. Also, just because of that, as they mentioned, they say graduation had just so much different vibes to it from, you know, the EDM like style of, you know, Stronger, which they say was his bigger and best hit. Um, why, why? Why are they acting as if this is like? the first time he came out with a really good project. Well, I'm going to tell you, because they're going to explain that. They're going to explain that. And so what you're about to say, I'm pulling it up because it timed out on me again. So let me bring that up of why they just now decided to mention him in 2007, outside of the whole 50 Cent War thing, um, you know, the publicity war, as you will. Uh, he literally had that? two amazing albums before that. Let's see, where was that at, man? I hate, you would have thought they had made a better uh, article thing than the best of <laughs> You know, like, come on, if you're going to make a long list like this, come on, make it where it doesn't time out on you at the time. Yeah, Jeez, you're asking I'm going to take much. a shot for the three people that they're going to miss. Oh, I'm going to get you on, I got you on the honorable mentions. Don't worry, Mr. Chris, I got you. I got I'm you on the album. But, uh, Thanks so 2007. That. So because of graduation and his public sales battle with 50 Cent, Several huge hits like Can't Tell Me Nothing, Stronger, Good Life, and Homecoming. Kanye's career had been building toward this moment all along. By 07, the stars had aligned and Yeezy became the epicenter of hip-hop, both sonically and artistically, despite releasing two stellar albums, they say. Despite releasing two stellar albums in 04 and 05, he was a great producer and great song maker, but never a great MC. That's what they say. What? Mayonnaise colored beans, I push miracle whips. Yeah, that's that last episode, too. Yeah. (laughs) He did. His humor was still present as he spit the most Kanye line ever. I'm fly like Malcolm X by any genes necessary. The real change was in Yeezy's now fluent delivery. No longer did he flub verses with over expo- exposition. Whatever his words lacked in humility, 
They made up for in maturity. On to the honorable mentions of that year, by the way. This is where it's going to get you. All right, we got Janine's favorite rapper and his favorite rapper, all she ever listened to. You already know it's coming. Lil Wayne. Jay-Z. And uh, y'all going to love this one because he's back. Only this guy. Now, I can kind of understand why they just say this guy, but Andre 3000. (laughs) (laughs) So going back to three stacks, right? Here was their explanation behind that one. I can kind of understand, not their explanation, but I understand why he was kind of mentioned. A slightly disappointing in hindsight event was the return of Andre 3000. They kind of messed him up in the process of saying this. A disappointing return. Three Stacks comeback highlighted by a series of memorable guest verses was ultimately a tease for a solo project that never materialized. Still, you couldn't shake the feeling that every time he dropped the verse, it became the most talked about 16 of any given moment. That I can kind of get. I mean, your white tee well to me looked like a nightgown. You would not have been able to take the two sides. I mean, no. I get it. I kind of get it. Uh, <sighs> um, now, because I know I know more than these people who happen to have a job that I don't have, <laughs> um, the best album of 2007 is an artist that a lot of people unfortunately don't know. Uh-oh. Um, and they should, because he literally has not missed on any project. But um, not to be all Stephen A. Smith with it, but what I feel like also counts as one of the greatest hip hop albums of all time. And, and I don't, I'm not mentioning my words with that. Um, you can check a lot of lists and people who actually know what they're talking about will mention this one. But Blue, Blue is an artist out of uh, L.A., and he hooked up with a producer, white dude, stupid cold, named Exile. Blue and Exile have released three albums together, the first of which came out in 2007 called Below the Heavens. Below the Heavens is sincerely one of the greatest pure hip-hop albums that has ever dropped. And I felt like I was late to the game because I didn't find out about this until 2011. Um, actually, and in, in that, and I mean, I got personal reasons attached to that album because that that album helped me fight depression. Um, that album helped me through the death of one of my friends, like one of my close friends from childhood who died like when we was 21. Um, and, you know, outside of that, Blue was just spitting. He was literally just spitting. It was like hip hop to the core. You would have thought Buddy was from the East Coast, but he's from the West. But like he did it with like such a nasty flair. And folks don't know about him, sadly, because he ended up uh, having a massive drug addiction that derailed a lot of his career. But he ended up dropping two more albums, one called, uh, you know, Give Your Flowers While You Can Smell Them. And then another one, I forgot the name of it, that dropped in 2020, also with Exile. But, but look him up, B-L-U, ampersand, exile, below the heavens. I, I'm lying, I'm flying, one of the greatest hip-hop albums ever made, period. Hmm. Respect. Okay. Okay. Well, 
that's that's 2007 and well you know 2008 it's pretty apparent janine knows again <sighs> that year belongs to her oh, also boy. favorite loving number one rapper of 2008 graduation year for you boy mr Lil Dwayne Carter took 2008 because of, as you know, that one album that they called the Carter Three, which featured all of those hits and then some. Uh, uh, let me see how they word this here. Uh, let's see, we're still in solo. Sorry, they, they really gotta work on these. Uh, hold on. There we go, hold on, let me come back, let me come back, hold on. There we go. Oh, man. 2008. There we go. Okay. Yeah, there we go. So it was basically they gave it to him because of, like you said, uh, at this point, he had Carter 3 out. And so they said uh, the credentials was Carter 3, Dedication 3, four top 20 singles, uh, Lovin's Club Part 2, My Life, Can't Believe It, Swagger Like Us, Turning Me On. Wayne's commercial, creative, and cultural uh, accent basically reached its peak in 2008. So they feel like that was peak year Wayne. After that, that's, yeah, yeah, they felt like that was peak year Wayne at that point. Um, like everything else versus, out of that was just not it, though. Yeah, well, yeah, according to them. Uh, <laughs> I think this is also, oh, yeah, okay. So their honorable mentions for that year, T.I., Young Jeezy and Kanye West. No man, bro, this is oh nigga. <laughs> oh, he's like, hey, as long as Wayne got it, I'm cool. Right. I mean, no, no, no. I'm <laughs> no Wayne. Wayne deserved. Oh wait, I'm, I'm not yeah. gonna like hold that from him at all. Carter Three is nuts. Um, but they miss White Van Music with Jake One, and people don't know Jake One. He's a producer, so when you got producer led albums. I got a bunch of dope features. Mm. White band music is nuts. But um, for the second time, 06, they missed Port of Miami with Rick Ross. And then 08, they done missed Trilla. Like, what we doing? Yeah. Like, like Rick Ross, legit from 06 to probably about 2020, was the most consistent rapper we had seen since Jay-Z. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying the bars were on that same level, but consistency? Yeah. Easy money, easy money. He did not drop a dud, even when he switched up styles in like like 08 or 09, like with, with everything like big meets Larry who like that whole like realm, he still didn't miss, man. And they mm -hmm. keep doing Rick Ross dirty. Well, then you, you go ahead, Greg. I heard a point coming out of there right Well, there. I mean. Y'all remember, okay, so <laughs> this is going to sound pretty funny, but Soldier Boy was pretty big back then, too. Kiss oh, Me Through yeah. the Phone was, like, on MySpace and everything. Yeah. Like, you know. Another Trailblazer, Kiss by the way. The because was really big. Another Trailblazer, because Chris brought that up earlier when he talked about some of those Trailblazers. Well, yeah. you know, if I'm not mistaken, this is when social media was beginning to be born. That's, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Because it was so, like, uh, was that 08? So yeah, he, he was, started because he, he actually went commercial, commercial, like, yeah, like oh, six, Applebee's seven. commercial. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
in like 08. Yeah, but like like that was one of the biggest songs you heard on MySpace. Nice. Anytime you went to somebody's profile, that like that was one of the top five tracks, right? So this was also the ringtones era, by the, the ringtone way. era. Just, that just that was that was one of the biggest ones too. Kiss me through the phone one of the biggest ringtones. You have to count and, that, you know, just just saying. I'm not about to hold you. They about to slaw 2009 up so tough. Oh, yeah, because that's a good transition. You know who took that one? Ladies and I, gentlemen. I, I, I don't. I, I don't. Know. It's, it's probably Drake. No, it's it true. is not Drake. Do you know who took 2009, ladies cool. and gentlemen? Oh, my God. This is going to shock gonna, them. They're going to give it Ladies and gentlemen, Eminem. the rock in the building has taken oh, over wait. yet again. Wait, that's wait, not wait. bad. When 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 he come out in oh, oh, Jay Z in two thousand nine Blueprint three that's right first Blueprint number one like... hit okay. first number one hit of his career eleventh number one album okay no, in the album. wake of Lil Wayne's utter domination of oh eight and oh nine was to say the least a rebuilding year. Kanye had become an auto tune performance artist. Lil Lil Wayne began pushing his young money crew into the void and rookie artists started coming from the spectrum of that uh, amidst all the confusion a veteran stepped up and released the biggest single of his career so they just felt like that's why jay-z took it because all of those reasons um before you you finish let me finish writing down who i think should be an honorable mention then because I think somebody else could have gotten 09, but I'm not mad at Blueprint 3. So, so I'm going to continue taking shots, unfortunately, mm-hmm. for all of the mistakes they keep making. Mm-hmm. Because 09 definitely had probably one of my one of the most lush production like albums. Oh, hey, hey, bro, just get. Let me let me just, not delay my liberty. You want to mention those honorable mentions of 09? I got you. <sighs> yeah. Janine's gonna love this one. <clears throat> well, first, let's go with the obvious. Honorable mention number one goes to none other than Kanye West. Uh-huh. Honorable he, mention. He came out of 08. Honorable mention number two. Honorable mention number two. I'm sorry, oh y'all shot. Uh-oh. Yo, yeah. <laughs> I mention number two goes to somebody Derek actually kind of mentioned and thought took over this year. I'm talking about none other than Janine's other favorite rapper, Drake. Rapper. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. No, speaking of a rapper, let's talk about somebody who's a rapper by using. Another word. I would call him more of a rapper. Get it? He's a rapper. Oh, Gucci. Roger oh. Davis. Gucci man. Yes. Yeah, yes. 2009. Yeah. I'm actually not mad at that, Kuzo. I don't think you would be either, given that that was your graduation year. See, we look at this for two different reasons. Me, I started college at this point, so this was kind of when I realized that Memphians, for whatever reason, Bump nothing but Gucci Mane everywhere. It was Gucci Mane, Lil Boozy, and uh, uh, hold on. He had Gucci on his. On yeah. his. Did he? <laughs> okay. State versus Roderick, too much Roderick Davis. Yeah. I, 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 I did my struggle, but y'all see it. 
So, I, yep, it's I'm, I'm so glad I don't have to take that shot because I'm like, yo, I'm getting drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can understand that, brother. I, I can totally understand that. So, in my I guess mind, I didn't think they were gonna be this bad. Yeah, Kid Cudi was big too, right? That was uh, yeah, he dropped Man on the Moon. Man on the Moon. Oh nine, ooh, but that's a thought. Oh yeah, yeah. Tell me the other uh the other honorable mentions. I'm not even gonna look them up for oh nine. Yeah, no, that was it. It was Drake, Gucci Mane, oh, and Kanye West. Yeah. They only they only do three what, honorable mentions. What, per, what did Drake come out with oh nine? It was a mixtape. Nothing. Right? I'm gonna mention it. Hold on. They you know they give sense. they give their explanations for each one. So I got he, you. Dog. I he got dropped you, the mixtape that he later capitalized on. Yeah. But it shouldn't have been listed. Okay, so yeah. Drake, it said, Drake, meanwhile, had begun to show signs that he was really about to be that successful. His So Far Gone EP was released in late 09. Best I Ever Had became his first legitimate smash, topping the hip-hop charts and reaching number two on the Hot 100. Successful, forever, and I'm going in, all of which charted well rounded out his accomplishments for the year. The first, which it became evident that the star was born. This was also when he had that Sprite commercial too, right? Mm-hmm. And in Gucci Man's case, uh, rounding out the honorable mentions is Gucci Man, easily the most prolific artist on this list, rose up from his rabble-rousing grassroots, flooding the market without oversaturating it, releasing a handful of mixtapes that are now considered classics with writings on the wall, Burr print, the movie 3D, while his singles Wasted and Lemonade had considerable chart tracks. tracks. Um, Slaughterhouse came out in 09, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And anytime you put Crooked Eye, Joe L. Ortiz, Joe Budden, who was spitting yeah. the Royce the 5'9 on the album, for whatever odd reason, four powerhouse rappers don't make the best rap for God. Okay, whatever. But then, one of my favorite rappers of all time, I think one of the foremost lyricists we've ever heard in our lives, Wale dropped his debut that year. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Since, you know, we just celebrated some Wale in our What's in Your Ears playlist. You know, check oh. out the Instagram for that, y'all. But uh, <laughs> shout out to Janine and Dustin. Yes. And, and lastly, um, and not to take away from that, because <laughs> she's like, not gonna let me have my moment, Chris. I'm sorry, my bad. I'm I'm sorry, Janine. I'm. The shots are kicking in. It's fine. It's cool. Uh -oh. No, it's not personal. It's all good. Come it's, on it's, 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 it's like so much love right now. Like I don't even want to bully you right now. Oh, there we go. I mean, I, I'll be bullying her, and it's fun. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> oh, oh lord. But uh, Deeper Than Rap by Rick Ross. And you got to think about Deeper Than Rap had majority Cool and Dre production, not production from the runners. So a lot of his production changed from a lot of bass heavy and 808s to a lot of uh, live instrumentation based stuff. So you had mm -hmm. a lot more uh, strings like from pianos and violins. You had a lot more um, stacks of the vocals and a lot of singing. Because for people who didn't know, like Cool Andre used to be part of a barbershop quartet. So when you would hear some of those lyrics on there, not only did they write those, but they actually arranged the harmonies too. 
So they were smart enough to make sure that their vocals went with the production they made so they could bring the most out of it. And Rick Ross, I think, probably dropped his like best album in Deeper Than Rap because uh, one of my favorite songs off of that album is Rich Off Cocaine. Because Rich Off Cocaine probably had the smoothest vocals and storytelling um, and production. Like everything meshed together so well, you don't even realize what you're listening to. Like you actually have to focus mm-hmm. on a specific thing to appreciate it like that deep. And I'm just really shocked for the third album in a row. The hey, same well. who gave us like push it, like who 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 I mean hustling, like the same dude who, who gave us like Trilla, also elevated T Pain, and mm-hmm. then the same dude who kept cool and free flow. T-Pain. You feel me now? They don't you they don't me. they don't consider him a rapper. Yeah. So that's why he's not in this. I know. I know. Wait, wait, T Pain's not a rapper? Not according to them. So yeah, complexes is... go to hell. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> I, I, I love the reactions tonight. If nothing else, Janine, I'm like you. I've been loving these reactions. Nah, real talk though. These are complex. We will gladly take a sponsorship to help y'all out. Because y'all need it. Yeah, they do. They do. Always open. T Pain, T Pain. Everyone basically uh, 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 considered T Pain as uh, 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 someone that that destroyed hip hop because of auto tune. The way that it that it popularized because he utilized it. He kind of like evolution, like he was <laughs> instrumental in the evolution of hip hop as well. And that was what, 08, 09? Like, that's yeah. that's interesting. That's interesting. Like, Jay Z did. He had an album said Rapper Turned Singer. Yeah. But he also did Death of Auto Tune. What? He, he, oh. One of the hardest things about being in music is being a musician. Cause like I'm not just a rapper, I'm not just a guy who likes music. Well then why like, like why do they consider Drake a rapper then? Because he's a singer too. People don't know music, they just like music. And and this I will like qualify by saying no disrespect, but it's difficult when you hear people try to invalidate T Pain. And it was like, nah, T-Pain can't sing without auto-tune. And it's like, no. And he can literally sing without auto-tune. He literally can sing without Yes, like, I know He's T-Pain's amazing. mentor. T-Pain's mentor is like personal friends with my pastor back home in little old Saginaw, Michigan. Ben Tanker wow. used to come to our church all the time. So I have been that's seeing Ben. years. But that's, that's what I'm saying. So Ben Tanker, as clean as Jesus. he is on the keys in music production, is the person who taught T-Pain how to play piano. So T-Pain knows legitimate bona fide music theory. Like T-Pain ain't just doing this stuff for the fun of it. He did it because it sounded cool. But if people actually listen to it, they would hear those elements. But all they hear is auto-tune, I'm shutting it off. And it wasn't until I think T-Pain finally sang the national anthem. I forgot which, uh, which baseball game it was at, but he sang the national anthem. And when he did that, I was tripping out at the end of it because I heard what he did. Mm-hmm. It was like, for the home of the brave. He didn't do it like that. Mm-hmm. It was like, for the yeah. home of the 
And like it was like one of those intermittent notes, what we call dissonance uh, for people yeah. who are unfamiliar. Anytime you have something that's called dissonant, it's one of those weird things you like, oh, that's got a twang to it, but it don't sit right with you until you mm-hmm. end it on something that's beautiful. And that's what we call resolving the dissonance. And the fact that mm-hmm. T-Pain on the spot saying that, harmonizing with the background, and it's like, if y'all don't get this man his respect. He's one of those guys that's just not going to get the respect that he deserves until he's gone. And I hate that, man. That like, sucks so bad. His flow is on Busta Rhymes level. Yeah. His like vocals are better than literally 80% of the industry. And half the hits he dropped, he said it himself. He was like, man, I was smoking heavy on cigs and black and miles. And he's like, stop that. And you hear his vocals clean up. So it's like, wait, 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 wait. Because Charlemagne, uh, 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 got on him about not being able to sing. As was like, so a yeah. dude who's singing can still hit his nose better than y'all, and then y'all mm-hmm. trying to invalidate him? Yeah. Man, miss me. And miss this is me. what, 09? We haven't even that's 2010, right? Jeez. Well, that's the perfect segue. So right here is where I'm going to speed through this in a good way. Oh. Miss Janine does have to exit stage left. Janine. I had to get to my graduation year and I had to hear a couple people from the town. From your graduation. I Unfortunately, to- I didn't get to mention that your girl, Nicki Minaj, also takes the crown for one of these years in the 2010s. Okay. Actually, I think a couple of years they give her um, spaced out. But yes, just so you know, we are now in the 2010s era. We're about to do a speed round here because we've been you know, doing this. And you took it like a champ, Cuzzo. So, you know, <laughs> thank you for bowing out gracefully. Um, any final thoughts coming from you before we uh, allow you to exit stage now? These, it's hard to go through these lists because it's so frustrating. Chris has punched air. He has taken shots. He's about, <laughs> like, it's, it's so because when it comes to trying to rate music, it's all like opinion. And then mm-hmm. especially when you, you're you so passionate about it and you, and you get lists where you're like, you didn't even consider this person, you didn't even consider this. And then you think, what criteria are y'all doing? It's always frustrating, but it's always a fun com- conversation. It's cool. Love it. Love it. <laughs> and I look forward to more. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely so um y'all thank y'all so much uh again uh and like i said we'll, we'll fast track this as janine is exiting the stage left we thank you so much again we'll catch y'all next week with her for show absolutely because thank you so much <laughs>